spoken lately. I haven't thought about flying for a long time. I haven't dreamed of that moment when I was alone above the clouds for a long time. I haven't dreamed of waking up in a room surrounded in blue and green grass more years than I could dream of memory. I haven't walked back into the past or scratched on the doors of my origins, where it all came from, since I held up that cape for the last time. Return to Kent Town 10th year anniversary edition is a revised version of Ambien's first poetry book. The book can be purchased from Amazon and it contains numerous additional material. Spoken Hi, it's Ambien from Spoken Label. Thank you today for streaming or downloading another episode of Spoken Label. Spoken Label was originally set up on beginning of the 2016 and as of speaking has currently nearly 300 sessions. The full archive is available on Spoken Label full stop bandcamp.com although it is available for free for stream and download if you wish i am always grateful for any sort of kind of donation to enable to me to keep the running costs of this podcast going and enjoy take care bye-bye spoken label hi guys and the end spoken label back in the house we're local today that's fantastic because i've got a lady with me and we first met ooh, not that long ago but we were in talking for a while online because my good friend mike booth tagged me in something on facebook and this artist, what it was today, who was doing a call out for some poets to get in contact with the work on the book. So we're going to talk about that, among other things. The lady is Amanda Beckwickin, so and she's in Cholton, one of my, one of my favourite old places in Manchester. It's a great chat to a local writer and artist. So Amanda, for people who don't know you, first of all, I'll tell tell everybody a little bit about yourself because I know you've done your art one way or another for over thirty years, haven't you? So. Yeah, uh, so I'm a, a community artist normally. I work a lot in schools and I work with people a lot. So I've been working for, yeah, probably over 20 years anyway, working with people doing art and, and sort of inspiring them to create things really. But I did um, a textile degree originally. So um, yeah, I've, I've but I make, and I make puppets. <laughs> oh, of course so you do, don't I make you? Yeah. Creature puppets. Um, oh. So, yeah, the COVID life stuff that I've been doing is completely different than that. So it's um, it's been quite a change of direction for me over the lockdown um, period of, you know, through COVID. Uh, my work's taken completely new direction from yeah. sort of exotic creatures to uh, COVID cues. Yeah, it's completely different. I've seen to your earlier work and... Now, obviously, we're going to talk about your COVID life book today, primarily, but, but obviously like this started at the beginning of lockdown for yourself, where the call out came from. Now, what made you want to go from doing all your puppets and stuff into digital art? I got an iPad Pro for my birthday, and it was a second-hand one, and, and yeah, I just really took to it. I'd done some digital art before, but um, finding being able to use the Apple Pencil and uh, I've done a lot of drawings before, um, you know, I, I, as part of my course, I had to do a lot of um, visual art. I do visual art in many forms, but um, yeah, the iPad drawing, I thought it was brilliant because you could actually draw with lights and things and use all different materials. And it was just really convenient during the time when 
I wasn't in my studio because I was at home with, um, you know, because the kids were off school and everything. I, you know, it was a lot easier to use uh, the iPad. So, yeah, I, I really took to it. I started using Procreate and, um, yeah, I started drawing cues in the community. And uh, I started sharing them on, on my local Facebook page. And I got a really brilliant response from them. Um, people enjoyed the fact that it was places that they recognised. And, um, yeah, it was, it, it was really positive. And so it made me want to do more. So I just kept um, drawing things as they were happening, um, you know, as different restrictions came in, like wearing masks on public transport, that kind of thing or um, queues for banks. There was massive queues for banks um, during the lockdown. And I started off just drawing them because of the perspective of the queue. And then it became, I got really interested in all the characters that were in the queue and all the different people who lived in the area, really. Wow. And so, yeah, and people like seeing them, so, you know, people who they knew in the queues as well. So <laughs> it just encouraged me, really. So... Oh. It became like a timeline of the pandemic, you know, of, of the different um, things people were doing and the different seasons and things. Did you envisage this actually would take off the way the project has for you at the time? Because obviously no, it, it led into a book, didn't it? So, Yeah, not at all. I, I started off just drawing, just for drawing's sake, really, and uh, it was just a reaction because I'd, I'd just done a project which was an animation of a, like a natural walk around the water park um, uh, and I'd done that um, for a company called Cartwheel and it was like a collaboration with a musician so I'd done that and that was all natural and I just felt like I wanted to do something really Covid related because yeah I'd been doing all kind of nature stuff so yeah, I've never yeah. drawn urban scenes before, so it was quite different for me. Yeah, it's quite it's a fascinating book for what you've done here. That's why. So and obviously, like people read it, they will obviously know quite a few poets in the book. Obviously, I'm what I'm one of them who would hide on that. But like it's quite a bit of your own work in that as well. And you hadn't really wrote poetry before that. How do you seen struggle? No. no, not at all. And um I think I was in I, I put a call out for writers to get involved and um well first of all I decided I wanted it to be an exhibition to start off with but then I I um, found that that was difficult because all the galleries had a backlog and a lot of them were shorts and stuff so it was difficult to do that and I thought it would be good to do a book so I kind of put a question out on the the local Facebook page and Instagram asking for writers to see if they wanted to respond um, to the drawings and and that and I got a really good response and I suppose I'd I'd seen a few friends writing poems on Facebook and about COVID and about um you know different things linked with it and I, I just thought it would make the pictures mean more if they had words with them and it would just be more interesting in a in a poem rather than just the information about the pictures and so yeah I asked writers and then I think I got in, quite inspired by uh, joining the kind of zooms and things for for poets and also 
yeah meeting up with a few groups and things and and also um yeah reading the poems that I got and I thought I, I had so many drawings that I thought I'll never get enough poem um poets to write for these <laughs> so I started doing it myself and I I found I had something to say about the pictures because I took a lot of them and um I was there at the time so I, I found I had something to say and I, I really started to enjoy writing yeah it does it so I think it's an interesting experience because I'm always a believer when you're an artist like that you've moved around various forms of art I've always been <clears throat> pardon me I've always been a poet but I, I, I've branched out other things myself in the last few years and I think you're fine don't you when you're you're good at one thing I think it's easier sometimes to adapt it to other side of the art spectrum isn't it yeah, and I think I think that um, I think it's different with poetry as well because I think sometimes I think you can enjoy all different styles of poetry, and you can enjoy poet um, poems that have been written by somebody who's just just done it because they wanted to, you know, like in the community, as much as you can enjoy, you know people who've been writing for years I think as long as what they're saying means something to you I think um you know I I think it's something everybody can actually uh have a go at really I'm not not putting down the skill of these writers that have been doing it for a long time but um but yeah I, I think I think it is something that you can um I don't know. I think everybody can enjoy it, like art, really. I suppose. Yeah, I think I'm always believing in the poem myself. Like it doesn't. I don't. I, I always believe uh, my people that are writing. I'm like the same with art, really. It doesn't matter how good you are, and if you've had the chance to express yourself more, and that's why. Mm-hmm. So I think your book's been very encouraging for people through that itself. And it's you put the book out. It's, I'm looking at it myself, and I thought, so I can write. I could write stories, and quite a lot of these poems are good. Imagining the people myself, so that's how it gets probably. I can certainly see we're getting at with it and that self. What made you want to bring it out as a book then? Um, because I felt like I was mapping out a timeline of the pandemic and I felt like it needed to be put together in some way. And I would really like it to become an exhibition at some point. Of, I've, I've got some, um, images in an exhibition at the moment but it's quite a small amount I'd like you know like the whole thing to be an exhibition but um I actually thought it would be like an archive of the time and and that it's something that people could remember it by and um yeah and and that's why I I thought it was really good to involve lots of people in the community as well yeah, yeah, um, it's a fantastic idea because I know obviously now we're just about starting to step out of lockdown. You've hosted a couple of readings, haven't you? In Cholton, obviously, like one at the local yeah. library and also one at the bowl. Was it the bowling green? I heard. Yeah. 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 How, was that, how was that as an experience? Really good, actually. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, it went down really well. It got a really warm reception. And um, yeah, people loved loved it. it the, the whole thing has been it has had it's been brilliant in the fact that everybody is like people have bought the book and then they've come back and bought five more for friends and family. So oh, really, oh been, wow, yeah, yeah, that's been happening a lot, and and it's been brilliant because people 
do actually think it's really good. So it's, oh, it's great. Um, that's yeah, that's so great. That's great. A lot of the people who came to the event already had the book, but there was a few, some, um, you know, new people who who were who came along as well. But yeah, it was a very supportive crowd, and it was. And I'd not hosted an event like that before, where I was the host and introducing everybody, and and I really enjoyed it. I was surprised that I wasn't. I, I was quite nervous beforehand, but when I was actually doing it, I felt quite um, confident actually. And and it, everybody said it was, you know, went really smoothly, and um, yeah, they. Yeah, it was it was good. I think usually, yeah. like, I know you do a lot of teaching, don't you, of arts and stuff to the community. But I think yeah, it's, I, do. I think that's it's just another skill, really, for that. I think it's it's probably the case that we used to doing that. You used to it's almost like you used to like talking to the public, aren't you? So I think it's probably yeah, like it's this so. different way. Yeah, so. Oh, it was just it was just the fact that I was I was reading myself and and I was also introducing everybody and it was just it was a live event which had not really done you know with a um a PA system and and slides and all that kind of thing so it was quite it's something I'd not done I've done a few lectures in um you know where I've talked about what I do but I um but yeah I found it really easy to talk about it because it was something I'd lived through and something I was passionate about. So I don't think it, you know, the nerves went completely and I felt fine. Yeah. Oh, great. Okay. What do you have any plans for the future with this in your art then? Where, where would, could you see yourself doing another book like this in the future? Um, well, I've been asked one of the writers, um, Maria Angotti um, did, has, has asked me to do some illustrations for some books she's writing. So uh, that another collaborations come from it. So that's really nice. Oh, um, but yeah, I think I, th I think you know I can see myself doing more of this kind of thing. More, I, I found it really good because it's kind of got me into the illustration thing by, um, which I was always doing art and drawing before, but um, it it's a good way of showing my skills in in like a you know it's it, it shows all my skills in there so it's really good yeah yeah um, no no so I I completely of it so it's that's a great idea i said what you've done there and it's still good luck definitely so certainly with itself and do you think you'll do more about carry on writing now as well then or you're not sure or not yet yeah, yeah, I've I've wrote a few poems since so uh, I think I will yeah I think um it was great to have something like COVID to kind of um, base it around. Um, but yeah, I've done, I've just done a poem about my son going to university. And uh, so that, cause you know, it's just, I, I don't know. I think, I think I probably will continue to write. Definitely. I think I may, I may join a, a writing group or something where, you know, so I can, um, you know, get get better at it as well yeah 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 well, i've always believed in art as a creative person i think you can never be you can never keep stop learning from stuff like that anyway no, so no. Like I mean, I I think, sorry no go on ladies first i think the um yeah can learn more with the performance skills as well and the timing of um you know of reading poems and 
you know that's that's all quite new to me so I think there's a lot I can learn as and I've been really inspired by the writers that I've collaborated with and also I like what I've really enjoyed is people telling me their stories and then me writing poems using their stories so using their words I thought you um, I thought that happened because remember you telling me that one the honesty of before, before we did this and yeah how was that then did you like you listen to them thinking oh wow I can I can write something about that on their behalf almost isn't it yeah well this um I'd they sent me their pictures and then I asked them information about the pictures and I had had one where um the daughter of I'd, I'd done a picture of um uh a, a guy who's who's a bit of a Cholton legend who's 104. Wow! And, um, Good God! Yeah. That's, that's incredible. <laughs> and that's he incredible. his wow. daughter told me all the story of his life, and he had a really interesting life, and uh, he was really fed up when pubs were shut because he he would be a regular at the Bowling Green, and that. So so these stories like that that you you hear all this lovely stuff, and you then go, oh, I can oh. I can. But um, yeah, so I, I did it intentionally. So I'd ask them questions that would lead to, or I asked them if they wanted to write um, something. Or So I had a few where people um, kind of worked with me to write a poem. So it was like I helped them because they weren't that confident in doing it themselves. So I just helped them make it flow better or, you know, yeah. um, work with them a bit. Yeah, so it was oh, good. Brilliant. Brilliant, Neil. Okay, well, that's pretty well covered my questions anyway. So uh, if people want to find out more about you, Amanda, where are the best going, first yeah. of all? Um, you can find me on Instagram, so Amanda Beck McKim, or, or Facebook, um, my, it's Wired and Wild. Uh, now I have got I have got a website, but it's all my old stuff. It's not got all my new stuff on, so I need to get a new one really that's separate from it because <laughs> it's all puppets and textiles and things. So which was um, very good, but obviously, like I said, it's what you were at the time, isn't it? So yeah, so I haven't uh, that need. I need to do a new one or update that one, but yeah, I've not been very good at that. Um, but yeah, so um, they can. Um, yeah, or um, or they can email me if uh, you should can I put my email. Send me. it over. Send send it over to me, right? By Facebook, and I can always sort that. I can oh, put it on the right up for you. Okay. Yeah. Now, obviously, in relation to the COVID life book, mm-hmm. how are people best buying this book? Well, I've not got many left, I'm afraid. Ooh, that's <laughs> a hint then to do some more, then, isn't it? <laughs> I know. I've got um. I've I did give Charlton Bookshop 10 a couple of weeks ago, so they may still have some in. They haven't told me they've sold them all yet. So, um, so yeah, um, Charlton Bookshop. And um, I think I've got about seven left, but I, I need to definitely keep about three for myself, for me and yeah. my children. <laughs> no, you definitely do. Now, so... I've got, I, wanted to, I wanted to digress slightly, Amanda, to conclude with today, because I know when yeah. me and my wife obviously met you a couple of weeks ago, you told us um, the story about um, about how, what, all the problems you had getting these books delivered originally. And I think it's, it's <laughs> we've got to tell people, because I think it's such a funny story. And it kind of sums you up as a person, I think, to a degree as well. <laughs> well... No, I I, um, I was told the books were being delivered on one day, 
and I was off that day so I wasn't working and I then got a message to say they were arriving the next day and I was working that day and so um yeah I was having 400 books delivered on a day that I wouldn't be there so I got my friend um to um her husband was working from home and he agreed he said he'd be in so uh, and he lives around the corner but on the morning that they were supposed to be delivered um one box of books which had 16 in them arrived at um something like eight o'clock in the morning and so I knew they weren't going to my friend's house because they came to mine and so um then so I wrote a note on the door with the address of the person that they needed to go to um I mean I'd arranged for them to go to um my neighbor you know with the company but I don't know why the DPL guys hadn't been told this and then I was just about to go out and another another van came um and then uh yeah so with another two boxes of books and then um while I was out um some did go to to my neighbor that they were supposed to go to um but um yeah he's got quite a bad back and because of COVID they they wouldn't sort of take them in the house <laughs> so poor guy had to um take all the boxes in his house and then another one went to my next door neighbor that I'd not even met he, he just moved in and so he had a big heavy book uh, box of books to I mean it's quite a big book as well so it's like um <laughs> oh so I had a nightmare on the day for getting these books delivered um but yeah, we got them in the end, but it was a bit of a, a palaver um, with that. But yeah, and I've, I've actually, I never, I need to mention that I have, I after the costs, I raised a thousand pounds for ARC, um, a charity, an arts for mental health charity. And um, I'm really pleased with that because they're going to spend um, the money on arts materials for all their projects. Well done, well done, seriously. Yeah. Yeah, and people, if if Amanda's got any of the books left, they're well worth picking up because I thought I, I I think she's still selling for ten pound each. You're struggling to yeah. get it's fantastic value because it's when I remember when me and Amanda met you in the pub and you produced the size of the book and I turned around and Amanda said, "Oh, this is going to break break one of our backs carrying this back home tonight." <laughs> 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 yeah it's 200 pages so it's it's quite it is uh it sort of exceeded everybody's expectations I've sold it far too cheap but um I did that really because I wanted them to be affordable because loads of people had been involved in in actually and and I wasn't paying the poets for um you know contributing and so I I wanted to do it for charity um I wanted to get the book made because I thought it was important to do it but I also wanted to do it for charity because, um, you know, if I, so many people had contributed and I also wanted people to be able to afford to buy it. Um, and I just thought £10 was a price point that most people don't mind um, paying for charity, you know, like if, if for something they haven't seen yet, because it was through a Kickstarter campaign that I got it um, published. So I, I raised the money from... Uh, I put the question out there on Facebook 
would you buy this book? Would you pre-order it without seeing it if I made it into a book uh, for £10? So I, I kind of did that and everybody said yes. So it gave me the confidence to have it published. And so that's how I got it created in the first place. And so, yeah, so it's raised the money and it's going towards art materials, which is brilliant for me because, you know, I, I love using lots of art materials when I do projects. <laughs> I never yeah. skimp on art materials. And I, I love them to look, you know, colourful and rich. And uh, and so, yeah, it'll, it'll do a lot of good, um, I think, in, you know, for people who are struggling with mental health problems. Yeah, I think, I think it's helped people a lot this house because... Even when you think we've gone through a really difficult 18 months as a society in England. Yeah. I, I mean, we've sadly helped. had we've sadly had three of the ladies that were in the book have died since. And um it, which is really sad. But um all the families, it meant so much of, to them to have their um parents in the book. And um obviously they were vulnerable, um, you know, so they were actually really pleased that they could be part of the book and it meant a lot to them so there's there is a lot of emotional stories that were there although the book's very hopeful and and like it's not like very it's not dark or anything but there's a lot of love for the yeah, people not, that there's not a day it's not a dark when it's stretch of all this one i think it's got a lot of what's really good about your paintings in the book there's a lot of hope in the book as well there is and that's yeah. just in the paintings as well the words that's why it's a beautiful book to read yeah, I think there was a lot of love for the people that are in the book, you know, because because the the people, you know, um, obviously, you know, some of the people, some of the parents were, you know, shielding and, um, you know, were a bit more vulnerable. But it, it it was yeah, it was lovely to to be part of that for them as well. Like, yeah, yeah. no, I agree, I agree. And that's why I'm looking forward to seeing Elsie now for the second half and to reading that for your poems for us. So and. And they're all brilliant. I know I've heard them all before. I've read them all before, so it's brilliant. So, right, what we'll do, Amanda? We'll take a quick break here, yeah. and we'll be back, everyone, in a minute. Yeah. When Amanda read up four poems for us, which is going to be great for me. So, thank you today, Amanda. It's been a pleasure. Well, thank you. I've enjoyed it. Take care, guys and girls. I'll see you in a few minutes. Spoken me. Hi, guys. Still here with the lovely Amanda. She's going to do four poems for her new book. Over to you, Amanda. Hi, this one is the protest poem, it's called. And it's quite funny because it's it's actually about my daughter. Um, and she was only 14 at the time and it was during the pandemic and she wanted to go on, on the Kill the Bill protest. So this poem is an argument between me and her about her going to this protest. Um, so, the protest poem. Please, can I go? I said no but I feel left out. Please, can I go? We're still in lockdown. There won't be any trouble. We'll stay with my friends in my bubble. I want to make a stand, raise my hand. My right to protest, I must protect. It's important, you see, when things are unfair, to show that we care. Counting our views or our rights, we will lose. I will stay on the outskirts. I will wear my mask. Please get, let me go, that's all I ask. I'm still nervous, you're only 14. I'm not just being mean. I worry that it may turn bad. 
Okay, okay, I will talk to your dad. Move away from troublemakers. Stay clear of risk takers. Come home at first sign. Things are getting out of line. I get your need to demonstrate. Good cause affiliate. Your identity you explore to believe you can do more. Protest she will. Mind shaping times. She's making a sign. Kill the bill. Protest she will. Fantastic. Fantastic. There. What a know your daughter. I can well imagine. Um, a bit of a very spirited young lady there, shall we say, right? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah, we did we did kind of stay on the outskirts to make sure she was all right. Oh, best for, best for safe and sorry, right? You let her look. And no doubt, uh, no it was doubt. It's important that she went. <laughs> if you let her go by yourself, or you'd have seen pictures all over the press of her right in the middle of it, probably jumping up and down. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, on to number two. Okay, uh, this one's called A Feast with All the Trimmings. And it's, it's um, on the image, it had, um, it had uh, an old man um, getting his Christmas dinner from his family um, on Christmas Day. So as a lot of us um, ha- couldn't visit our families this year, um, it was a really nice image of him getting his, his whole big feast Christmas dinner covered in cling film on his doorstep. So this one's a feast with all the trimmings. My Christmas lunch delivered, grateful to be considered. Festivities put on hold for the vulnerable and the old. I'm 92. Happy to see you. I really appreciate even though I can't celebrate. Brought to my door, who could ask for more? A feast with all the trimmings, a full dinner brimming, even though we can't meet. To know you care is a treat. It keeps my spirits high, I can't deny. I know my family, they love me. I know this will pass. I'm happy not to meet en masse. For a while to live longer. I've been through the war and I am stronger. Tremendous. Absolutely. Really got the emotion on that one, Amanda. Brilliant. <laughs> Thank Absolute you. Absolutely tremendous. Okay. There you get straight into number three then when you're ready. Okay. Uh, this one is about my dentist appointment. And um, don't, don't start me on dentists. <laughs> I was in I was in a lot of pain over lockdown and I didn't know um if I'd be able to get an appointment really. I I, I sort of held on a bit too long and it was it, in the end I needed an emergency one. Um so this is the day I went to the dentist. Oh, actually, it was the day I had actually had my crown removed. So it was uh, uh, the actual appointment where I had work done. Oh, God, don't talk to me about crowns. (laughs) I'll start (laughs) swearing. We'll turn this podcast into 18 ratings straight away. (laughs) Right, anyway, we'll let you get on with your phone. (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) Dentist appointment. Waiting outside, appointment arrives. A space queue to save lives. Dr. Pridding in his full PPE. 
He looks like an extra from ET. To keep us safe under current restrictions, a second wave is in the predictions. Reflections of lights in visor of plastic. To stop me hurting would be fantastic. Down he peers, injection deep. Sensitive nerves put to sleep. Removing my crown, eyes wide with fear. Gripping the chair. A trip to the dentist, my nightmare. To get rid of this pain tormenting me would make me sane, I would be carefree. Too fake, a painful distraction, rotting decay extraction. It will be worth it to rid of this pain. I will be able to sleep again. Stubborn old crown so solid and strong. Get through this, it won't be long. Until I'm pain free, able to sleep, feel more like me. Thank you, Dr. Pridding, no longer in pain. In two weeks time, I'll be back again for my shiny new crown to be fit while, while in the chair I patiently sit. Great stuff again, yeah. Well, certainly when I had my crown removed, I had a crown removal when I began the lockdown last year and I was in absolute agony and I certainly wasn't sitting there patiently in mine. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way I'd put it, but no, good stuff. Good stuff, Amanda, definitely so. Okay, on to, the, on to the big conclusion. And this one's, um, I, I want to include this one because my son's just gone to university and he's just moved into halls in the last couple of weeks. Oh, God help me then, God help me then. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, the image was an image of students protesting on, on um, Oxford Road. Um, from the university. Well, if it's anything like your daughter, then they'd be in the middle of it probably quite soon. Then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, this was last year. So it was when all the students were locked in their halls. <laughs> and it was really bad because a lot of them had moved away from home for the first time and they were in halls and they were trapped in there, basically. And they, they were getting given rubbish food parcels. And yeah, so it's, it's called Students Before Profit. We are students protesting, 5K for what? Our rights protecting on the landscape a blot. All students self-isolating. Corona the virus, not the beer. Cases are multiplying. It's COVID-19 we all fear. We are living on pasta delivered to our rooms. Broadband could be faster. Lessons are on Zoom. We're not going to drop it, not allowed to go out. Students before profit, our banners scream and shout. Our debts are rising, moved away from hometowns, missed out on socialising, staying in gets us down. Tins of beans, white bread, keep our diet cheap. We are bright and well-read, our understanding is deep. No fruit or vitamin C, we are getting frustrated. No veg, not even peas, getting constipated. How are you spending our money? No support or protection. Our student loans, not funny, we're at risk of infection. No test production or lateral flow, no rent reduction, not fair, you know. We are the future, time to invest, stop ripping us off, we are doing our best. Yeah, agreed, agreed with the sentiment completely there, Alan Amanda, fantastic. It's been a brilliant, se been a brilliant session today, and I would have expected little else from you in that one, definitely so. Thank you again, Amanda. So hang around so i do need to talk to you after the session but 
Thank you again. It's been a pleasure today. We've been looking forward to this one since we met. Was it a couple months ago, wasn't it? Yeah. We got your book off here. Yeah, it seems seem longer actually. So lockdown's funny times at the moment, straight away anyway. So well it, it it was about 10 months that it took to do the book. So it's uh yeah, it feels like longer. <laughs> I bet it does, I bet it does on that one straight away. So yeah. anyway. That's it for today, guys and girls. Okay. So hang around, Amanda. Of Thank course, you very need much. Quit really with, enjoyed need, it. Me too, as well. Hang around. Need to quit with your mic. But as always, as Don Carlos says, that's Impact Wrestling, guys. Stay safe and stay over. Spoke on me.